Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw. I'm joined by the guy who's normally the co-host. He and Jim Quigley kind of serve in that role, sometimes together. So you you may know him. His name is C.J. McMurray, but today he's our guest, and I'm going to interview him. So that's why I'm not calling him a co-host. You understand. That's okay. You, you are the main uh not appetizer, the main, uh, course. the main course. The main course. Thank you. Man, I looked at you and I'm like, you're not an appetizer. <laughs> you're a main course. So anyway, yeah, we're going to interview. I want you to hear CJ's story. Um, we won't tell his whole testimony and all that. Um, be here a while. Yeah, we actually, it's on the uh, council platform. If you subscribe to that pr- platform, uh, you'll hear his testimony on there. But I want you to hear... Uh, some important parts of it. And I want to start with scripture. Psalm 1611 is a verse that means a lot to him. Psalm 16. And again, we teach that on the council platform, just to plug the council platform. Lots of uh, material on there for you guys um, on council. And uh, Psalm 1611 says this, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I'll let you tell us why that verse means so much to you. Great. Well, first, I think it's, I just want to make sure it's important to give a little bit of context of what's going on here. You know, David in Psalm 16 is talking about, really, this whole passage is all about like God being his refuge, his fortress, his his place that he wants to run to instead of running to false gods and other, you know, broken cisterns that don't hold water. It's, it's coming back knowing that the Lord is his God and that yes. he can do nothing apart from him. So this is that's kind of the immediate context. And then I love the way the last verse says, and it just resonated with, it still resonates with me. It's still one of my favorite verses that says, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There's fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so I just, in my life, I think about, uh, I think from a pretty young age, I mean, I was kind of, you know, I think just like a lot of us, uh, you search for significance, you look for love in all the wrong places, and you pursue a lot of different, uh, you go down a lot of different roads trying to find meaning, trying to find purpose. And I think for me, what what David is saying here is is that really there's only one place that you're going to find true fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore mm, yes. and a life that's really worth living and worth giving it giving your all to. And I think that once God awakens your soul, once he makes you, I mean, I think of my life once uh, I surrendered my life to the Lord and tapped out and said, okay, I'm done trying it my way. I'm going to do it your way. Mm-hmm. Once he made that path of life known to me, it set the course of my life in a just in the direction that I, that I, I mean, I can't even, it's mind blowing to think, you know, April of 2004 is when I came to know Christ. Mm. And so it's, you know, wow. 2023 now. So almost 20, almost years, 20 years and just that's all, how long Jason Gerwell's known you. Yeah, not maybe not that long, pretty close. But he says that, two, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit less. A little bit less. We, we always kind of over-exaggerate a little bit and extend it. Yeah, like close, yeah. Seems like 20 years. You probably. round up, it you is 20. Up, right, you round up. It 15 is. to 20. But yeah, it's it is, it's it's just amazing all that God has done. And, and it is to know that 
life has a lot to offer. The, <clears throat> the world offers temporal yeah. moments of joy, mm-hmm. you know, but God offers fullness yeah. of joy. And the world offers pleasure, right? Yeah. yeah there's pleasure. Yeah. You can get pleasure yeah. in a lot of things, but not pleasures forevermore. That's right. And that's, that's right. That's kind of why I love that verse. That's so good. Yeah. Well, so when you grew up, I've heard you say you wanted to be Jesse James. Tell us a little bit about your thinking as a kid. Mm-hmm. Cause I think sometimes people think, okay, I can't be as good as I want to be, or I should be, you know, and, and it even prohibit prohibits people from coming to know Christ. I mean, I, I mean, you know, in, in the, in a human sense, they're thinking I can't be good enough. I can't earn it. I can't, of course we know that's not the gospel, mm-hmm. but tell us about you wanting to be Jesse James. Yeah, no, that's, 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 and I like the way you said that though, because really it didn't start there. Mm-hmm. I ended up there and here's why, because like a lot of little boys in America, almost when you're pretty young, you want to be a professional football player, or baseball player, yeah, uh, or a boxer, or something like sports big, you know. And I think I wanted to be that when I was pretty young. But then mm-hmm. when I f- came to the conclusion pretty early on that I was, you know, pretty mediocre at sports, <laughs> I just wasn't the greatest. Yeah. And I think, you know, and so I was okay. I enjoyed, I've always enjoyed sports, mm-hmm. but I was just not naturally real gifted. And I didn't work, you know, you got to work really hard at those things to. to Tell me about do. it. Pickleball. <laughs> pickleball, right? You are a professional <laughs> pickleball player. Well, I don't like to brag. <laughs> you will. <laughs> but, I, but since you opened the door, no, this is about you. I'm just teasing. <laughs> no. But so I think I did start off like thinking I was going to do that. And then when that didn't mm. work out. I was, you know, uh, I think I bought into, I used to read a lot of books and about Jesse James and Billy the Kid and yeah. Al Capone and some of those things. Yeah. And, and I, I, I was kind of fascinated with just their lives. attraction to yeah, it. Yeah, this, just their lives. It was, seemed exciting and adventurous. Mm-hmm. And, and, and TV and books sometimes have a way of maybe uh, glorifying yes. lifestyles that are not really good. And yeah. so they made them out to be almost heroes when really they were they were pretty rebellious and pretty, uh, you know, some of them, I mean, some of them were really pretty ruthless men. Right. But I didn't really look at it like that. And I just thought, ah, from a pretty young age, I think I just bought into this idea when I was 10 or 11, probably, that I thought, you know what, I'm going to, that's what I'm going to pursue. I'm going to be like a modern wow. day Jesse James or a modern day Billy the Kid. Yeah. And so I kind of. So you kind of went down that path of, wow, this is attractive. Mm-hmm. I could be this. I could do this. I could be a bad guy. Yeah. And I've heard you say a lot of times you got caught. You weren't good at not getting caught. Right, or right. Something yeah, like yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't really all that good at being a bad guy. <laughs> right. I mean, not yeah. saying I was a real good guy by any means, <laughs> but just to, to get away with it and to yeah. pull that off, uh, it just didn't work That's- out. It would, I, the plan looked good on paper. You know, I could write it out. It could script out in my mind that this is how, man, okay, yep. I'd come up with some really good ideas and good plans, but, and, and there's a Bible verse that says that many are the plans in a man's heart, Mm -hmm. but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And I kind of fought against that and, and I didn't, and I, again, I didn't even know about these things uh, too much. I mean, not that I was totally unexposed, and we can get into that later mm-hmm. to the gospel. But uh, I, I really did um, 
I, I wasn't very good at it, but I kept pursuing it because I was determined that this was my destiny. Mm -hmm. This was my destiny. So I, mm. I would just come up with a, so I'd hit a brick wall and I'd get in trouble and I'd end hmm. up in a juvenile detention center or later became jail or what, and prisons right. and all, I mean, yeah, all kinds. The path would always end up in a brick wall. Something would, you know, stop me from succeeding in this. Sure. Yeah, if you can really succeed. In yeah, succeed in being bad. It's kind of like Megamind. I don't know if you ever saw the the cartoon Megamind. It's about the bad guy, mm -hmm. and he's and he loses his good guy, you know, nemesis, and then he's like he doesn't know how to be bad, and he and it it's a it's a clever movie cartoon. If people want to watch it, it it's pretty clever, and it's really I think written to adults, but it's the focus is on the bad guy being as bad as you can be. And that's what you're saying is you had a struggle with succeeding in being bad. Right. Yeah. And, that's yes. and it was frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually very frustrating because I would read. I'm like, man, I've seen these guys pull it off. I've read about it. Like, yeah. I've heard about it. And even some characters that I grew up around, I would kind of, it would, from my perspective, it yeah. looked like they were pulling it off. And yeah. I'm like, how come this isn't working out for me? Yeah. It was really frustrating. I'm like, Man. Well, and we're smiling now because we're on this side of it. Right. You know, when you, there's a woman who was integral in your story. Tell us about her and she led you to Christ. And, yeah. So I'll give you maybe, yeah, a little bit of the back yeah, story. Yeah. Of, so, so yeah, Elo Reynolds uh, was the lady's name. And uh, Elo, if you know, I mean, that's not a lot of people name Elo these days. It's an older name. Yeah. Um, How do you spell Elo? E-L-O. Oh, okay. So that was like, it. Like E-L-O. Yeah. E-L-O. E -E -L -O. E -L -O. That's it. All e -L -O right. Reynolds. Yeah. And she was actually, when I was a little boy, probably, you know, five or six years old, maybe even earlier than that, uh, huh. she was a widow. Mm -hmm. um, her husband had died a few years, and I don't know if she was in her 50s or 60s or maybe earlier when she became a widow, but she spent her life... Um, being, a, she was a godly woman. She loved the Lord, mm -hmm. but she spent her life um, taking care of uh, kids, little mm. kids. She would babysit. And then she also took care of uh, elderly. Mm. Um, and she owned a few houses in this little small town and rented mm -hmm. out to, a lot of times she rented out to a lot of folks that struggled a little bit and she worked with them and mm. helped them and things like that. But she was just a godly woman, but she was old school, kind of stern mm -hmm. about certain things and not everybody knew how to take her. But the thing that I remember is all the town, um, well, I'm not saying that all the kids that went there, uh, their parents were partiers, but a lot of them were, right. um, mine were. And, and so all the, a lot of the town partiers would take their kids there on Friday night mm -hmm. while they would go to the bar and, you know, parties yeah. and different things. And there were sometimes 15 mm. to 20 of us kids and just her. And, and she wow. would read us and she always <laughs> wow. re read us Bible stories. Lady. Yeah. Read yeah. us Bible stories. We'd pray before we ate. Wow. And a lot of us weren't used to that. Yeah. We'd pray before we went to bed. And I mean, she That's was just, neat. she, she was just, and she was very consistent. Uh, you were going to get, hmm. here's the things that you were going to get at Elo's house. You were going to get Bible stories. You were going to get prayer. And you were going to get bologna sandwiches with way too much mayonnaise mm. on them. And you were going to get Kool-Aid 
with a lot of sugar in it. That's yeah, so that's 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 the consistent Man, thing that you were going to get. That there. almost sounds like heaven. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe not maybe quite. Maybe not but, quite. But yeah. it was, and and you were going to get uh, discipline too. Yeah. If you, she would let you know, like if you, there were certain things that you you wouldn't get away with at Elos. Yeah. Yeah. But you respected her. We had this respect for her. We knew, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, hmm. so so that's the backstory of yes. Elo. Yes. And again, you think of all her really her house was a mighty mission field. Yeah. Uh, for her like Praise the Lord for many her. people. Yeah. Many people have testimonies of her influence in their wow. life. But a lot of people didn't know what she was up to. She was very yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah planting seeds that's uh, it's just so, great so yeah. that was years and years ago and then uh i mean you want me to tell you yeah we'll get we're getting get to, to the, it gets even better with elo okay so elo so this was back when i was a little kid and again really probably stopped going to her house when i was 10 maybe mm-hmm. didn't really you know so from probably somewhere around four five to ten boy that's I was a long there. time though i was there yeah. off and on you know yeah yeah and depending huh. on Getting dropped off there. And so that's, uh, and I didn't see her again until um, April of 2004. And okay. now I probably need to give you a little bit of what kind of took yeah. place. We'll um, get back to ELO. Yeah, we're going to come back to ELO. Okay. We're going to come back to ELO. Yeah, because things in. got, so again, my pursuit of being an outlaw led me to mm-hmm. anything from juvenile detention mm. centers to treatment centers because I was drinking and yep. carrying on that later led into drugs and jails and prison mm. and just this repeating cycle that the, the yeah. verse as a dog returns to its own vomit. So a fool repeats his folly mm-hmm. Proverbs 26, 11. That was probably my theme verse from, <laughs> and that's, a, that's not a good, yeah, th- that's no. not a good theme verse to have, right, right. but that was probably my theme from 12 to wow. To 27. You were just proving the Bible to be true. I was without knowing it, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. definitely was. It was yeah, and people could see that from the outside looking in. Yeah, right, you know, right. Watching. And they would try to talk to me. Many people tried to share the gospel with me. Tried yeah. to talk to me about Jesus. Tried to talk to me about anything to try to get me on track. See, I think but, that's important for people to hear. Don't give up on your family members. Keep loving them. Keep trying praying. to talk talk to him about Jesus, praying. I mean, but when your heart is hard mm-hmm. and you're not receptive or you know open, then you're not you're not wanting you know you're not interested. But that doesn't but, but that mean, doesn't mean the they, seeds doesn't the seeds don't matter. That's right. That's yeah. right. And Elo was doing that, and people were trying to help you, and oh. you were just ki- on this path for to be Jesse James, yeah. part two, you know, yeah. 2.0 or whatever. So, and many near death, <laughs> close like experiences that I had where just, yeah. you know, and I would, and I would come out of those and think, wow, I'm really invincible. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really, yep. Yeah. So, you know, I'm on almost, the path. It would almost yeah. feed that, you know, wow. that, that monster, that ego. That, yeah. Uh, this was my destiny. This is what I was going to end up. I'm going to go down in the blaze of glory. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I would think. And then, April of 2004, uh, I remember I had gotten out of prison for the third time. I'd like been in this cycle of just being in, in mm-hmm. uh, incarcerated more than I was out. Mm. Uh, and really, that was actually good in many ways because that yeah. kept me alive and it kept a lot of other people alive because I was so self-destructive and yeah. wow. just and the way I lived and didn't think about anybody but myself. Right. Uh, 
And so, so this I, is about 19 years ago. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, we're you were back. How old? Well, even further back than 19 oh, okay. years ago. So, well, April 2004 would have been. So when it yeah. came to a head, yeah, yeah. So 19 years ago, I would have been. What am I now? I'm 47. So I would have been. 27 ish somewhere okay. right around 27 yeah. years old when i came to know the lord uh, but this is so here i was i had discharged my prison sentence that yep. means i had no parole officer to see mm. no so i thought i was free yeah freedom you know and i was right back at the same stuff using drugs carrying mm. on in that life and i remember i was miserable mm. i ended up uh getting in a really crazy situation that i'm not going to get into the details uh, they really could have got me killed and other people killed. And then I ended up uh, stealing a car in this commotion, the, all this commotion that was going on. I stole a car and I ended up uh, getting into a high speed chase. I tried to commit suicide by cop. Yeah, uh, yeah. And by God's grace, that didn't work out. Obviously, I wouldn't be sitting here. Right. Um, and then I remember... Uh, once they did arrest me a few days later when they mm. found me, uh, I went to jail and I remember just sitting in jail and this thought was running through my head mm. is the thought that was running through my head was you are a loser, CJ. You couldn't even get yourself killed. Right. Mm. Uh, so it's like you like, mm. cause I was, I wanted to, I was yeah. tired of it all and I couldn't even do that. Right. Everything that I pursued yeah. just was failed. never failed. Yeah. And so that was just kind of wallowing around in my self pity yeah. in there. And I remember they told me I had a visitor and I didn't want to go see, I didn't know who it was. And the yeah. jailer said, CJ, I think you really need to see this person. And, really? I, and, and I had no idea. So I walked into this with, I was very reluctant, yeah. walked, but I was curious, I guess, as who it was. And I walked, right. walked into the visiting room and I knew who it was right away. And mm. it was Elo. And I had not yeah. seen her since I was a little boy, probably a teenager. I'd maybe seen yeah. her when I was 13, 14. Yeah. But 13, 14 years, I hadn't seen her. And so she's almost 90, right around 89, 90. I don't remember the exact. She's standing there. I knew it was her right away looking at me, and she had tears in her eyes. And wow. I, I had a shaved head, and I was kind of a big, burly, kind of crazy-looking guy. And yeah. Hardened kind yeah. of convict yeah. at that time, you know? Yeah. And she looked at me, and... She just said, CJ, she said, I've been praying for you for mm. years. Uh, and she shared a few other stories. She remembered, I remember her sharing something about how she just remembered how excited I would get when I was a little boy, when she would read the story of David and Goliath yeah. and yeah. some of those stories I'd get. So, and she remembered, and I barely remembered some of that, but she remembered that stuff. And she said, and she goes, I just want you to know the reason you keep ending up in these places is because the Lord is trying to wake you up. Wow. And she shared the gospel with me very simply yep. and very clearly. And I'd heard people talk about sure. it before, but I hadn't heard yeah. like that. Like two thoughts ran through my mind after she got done sharing the gospel with me. The first thought was, this is really true. Yeah. This is really true. And the second thought was, what in the world took me so long? Yeah. I mean, I was blown away. At how come this message was foolishness to me a yeah. week ago yeah. or even a day or two ago? Yeah. But all of a sudden it's like, it's like the light switch. It's like, wow. The Lord just awakened yeah. me to the truth awesome. through this faithful woman mm. of God that knew me from years ago mm. and never stopped praying for me. And, mm. and to think about it, to think, to be 90 years old, 
and come to a jail to share with somebody. And so I just went back to my jail cell. She left me with this little Bible with a bunch of sticky notes and oh, wow. <laughs> John three sixteen through twenty one and not a Gideon Romans. Bible, but a but a, a little. It was oh. it was actually a little. It was a little trucker's Bible. Oh, okay. So it was kind of it was kind yeah. of a Gideon style. Yeah, okay. And she left, and I just went through those verses on the, and I laid out on that floor. I mean, there was no altar call. I mean, I just got yeah. down on the floor and I just repented and believed the gospel. <laughs> I I trusted Christ. Mm that day. Uh, wow. And I cried out to the Lord like I never had before. And I love to tell people, I came to know the Lord in April of 2004. Yeah. Uh, and that's why the rest of my story, I still had a lot. I didn't know what I'd really gotten myself into, but that's right. when the work really began. Right. The Lord began his work in me that day, <laughs> but I still had some uh, growing up yeah. and learning to do. So you're a guy age five, you're kind of you're kind of on your own. I mean, as a kid, your parents aren't all that. Um, well, my mom and dad divorced when I was pretty young, and yeah, yeah and, and and they were, you know, I mean, I I love them, and I have yeah. still have good relations with with them now. But yeah, I mean, I I think I was I was a, probably a hard kid to parent anyway. Yeah, and they they had their own struggles and issues going on in their own life. Sure, and yeah. So my childhood wasn't all doom and gloom by right. any means, but, right? But I was a pretty rebellious, wild young man. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pretty early. <laughs> Total depravity. You could see it. I mean, it was, I was, you know, it was easy. I tell you this Elo. So is she, she's, 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 she's in, in heaven. She's in now. heaven yeah. now. When did she die? She died. It would have been 2010. Okay. 11 at the most somewhere. Yeah. Right back. So five, six, see, seven years. Yeah. Later. I got to see her though. Uh, well, like probably six months before she died. Oh, good. Got to speak at her funeral a little bit. Oh, wow. It was really neat to see other, my stepbrother <laughs> spoke cool. at her funeral. Yeah. Other folks talked about, and, yeah. and her family who had been kind of dispersed, some of her kids and grandkids throughout the yeah. world, they didn't know a lot of what she had been up to. Yeah. So I think it was really cool for them to hear all that God had done. Yeah. And the way God had used her. So. Man. You just think about somebody like that, you know, no, no fame, no name, no, you know, riches and all this kind of stuff. And yet, you know, God is saying to her, well done. Good and faithful servant. Yeah. Amen. Well Amen. done. And praise the Lord. And so uh, it's the spirit that saves. Yes. We're giving credit to her for being faithful. But God kept her. God made her faithful. God spoke through her. God used her, and uh, that's that's just glorious. Amen. You know, it's hard for me to even say her name sometimes. Like anytime I share, it's like as soon as I say, uh, I'm just like ah, it's gosh. yeah. And it yeah. was God that did it, but yeah. God used her, and praise God for yeah obedience. So we we won't take a whole lot more time. But you said that's where the journey began. So here you're a guy been in prison three times. You're a hardened convict uh, up until this point. Elo shares this. Now you're starting to soften. You're starting to learn. But you have a whole lot more discipleship and learning to go mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. Take us through just some of the highlights from that point to oh, today. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so some of the highlights were... Because that's 20 years. Yeah, that's 20. Yeah, 19. And, I, and well, and the interesting thing is, is you say, you know, I've been to prison three times. Well, I've actually, at this point, so... 
2023, I can tell you, I've been to prison four times total. Okay. So even as a believer, yes, I went. This back is what one people more, need to hear. I went back one more time because I had, and this is where I'd like to tell people, I've I had a Burger King Jesus. At Burger mm. King, you get to have it your way, and I found out, <laughs> I found out that that's not the way the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords works. So. Right. Because right. God disciplines those he loves. So yeah. I was still cutting corners. I was kind of, there were some things in scripture that I was like, yep, I need, mm -hmm. I was obeying. But then there right. was other things I'm like, ah, that doesn't apply to me. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that got me in trouble mm. where I just was still cutting corners, still trying to do it my own way. And I went back to prison. I actually assaulted a police officer and escaped from county jail as a young believer. Mm. In my like rebellion, not wanting to own up to the fact that I had messed up and I was going to have to go back to jail at least. I probably would have just went to jail for a couple of weeks, but instead I wow. I rebelled against the cop that was trying to arrest me and oh, I and he was man. actually my third cousin. Oh uh, man. <laughs> and and he was trying to arrest me and I yeah. assaulted him and not oh, wow. and then I escaped from the county jail and they found me like 2 hours later. It was Again, not very successful. And I remember sitting in jail thinking, oh, and I was mad at God and I was blaming God. Like, sure. God, if you wouldn't have done this and if you wouldn't. Have, and then, the, and it was funny because the verse that I came to, and I, I don't recommend this for your Bible reading, but God <laughs> did use it. This when I, this isn't a good Bible reading plan, but I opened my Bible up in the, there was a Bible setting in the jail, in the jail cell that I was in and I was miserable. I was angry and I didn't want to read it or anything. And when I finally picked it up, I flipped it open. And the first verse was Proverbs 26, 11. Mm. As a dog returns to its own vomit, oh my. so a fool repeats his folly. Yeah. And that's when I fell on my face. That's when you. And I said, Lord, mm. I'm sorry. I, I messed up. I was trying to do it my own way. Please forgive me. And yeah. that's when things I would say that that's when things got where I was just kind of got, I went all in. Yeah. I said, Lord, I, I want to do it all your way. I don't yeah. want to do it. I don't want to cut corners. I don't. And I went back to prison. I went to a, a prison mm. fellowship program mm -hmm. in Newton, Iowa. I was in that program. Uh, it was a intense, pretty intense discipleship program in the prison. Sure. And God really just discipled me from 2005 till 2008. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, the you know, that program, through that program, God used it in a powerful way to disciple me and uh, prepare me for launching out. And then mm. in 2008, I got out of prison and I mean, there's a lot that happened, but I met my wife, uh, mm -hmm. Misty, which she brings a lot of balance. I needed a wife. God mm -hmm. knew that it wasn't good for me to be alone, and yep. he brought Misty <laughs> Misty into my life. And she had uh, three kids, and I had a daughter, and then we had, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've had two, you know, well, we've had, we have six kids total between yeah. between us. So yeah. it's kind of hers, mine, ours. Yeah. It's kind of the way it is. And uh and there, and I know you're saying that just for our purposes, but you think of them all. As yeah, they're ours. They're, they're ours. They're, they're ours. Yeah. They're ours. Yeah. Yeah. And God is, it, it's been amazing since that day, though, that I got out of prison and, and uh, mm. I plugged into a good, solid uh, local church uh, that loved on me and walked with me. And Pastor Jason, I met him and mm -hmm. just a lot of other people that have just walked beside us, helped me understand how to be a, godly husband and godly father and uh 
So the the name of your church in Winterset, Iowa is? Redeemer Church. Redeemer Church, Pastor Jason Gerwell. Yes. And um, you're one of the elders now. Yes. And um, it's just a powerful testimony of transformation from someone who was nothing like Christ to someone now who resembles Christ likeness in lots of ways. Not perfect, but definitely not perfect. <laughs> but you, you know, you're beloved in the in the TAC network. People love you, and uh, always mention you and and ask me about you. And so, I wanted you just to have a little blip of your story. I know there's a whole, whole lot more to go yeah, into. I wanted people to hear your story. And of course, they can hear more of your testimony in the um, council subscription, mm-hmm. which is under the uh, transformation testimonies. Um, tab, the course, and then watch yours. I think Jim Quigley shares his and some others. So um, Ryan Arrington, Arrington, I think. Arrington, I can't think who else. Uh, Bethany and uh, Daphne and uh, just, it's great. So there's a lot of of hope. And I've had people tell me, I've never heard of anyone ever getting off of drugs and alcohol. And I've never heard anyone. Well, that makes me sad. but, But then I also think, well, through the natural means of treatment and rehabilitation, there aren't a whole lot of success stories. But when you talk about Jesus Christ, he changes a heart and he changed your heart. And so there are lots of those stories where right. Christ did it. Oh, only God can do that. That's right? right. That's right. That kind of transfer. Because like you said, people can get sober. Yeah. People can have success stories mm-hmm. that way. But to see a transformed life, yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's different. Better. To see you be a husband and a father and an elder in your church, and now you've got the refuge, which you're the founder, and Ben's the administrative guy, and you guys are are helping men. And so, update us a little bit on the refuge. There's some good things going on there, yeah, just for people to to yes. know about. So, yeah, the refuge right now. Uh, I mean, we we've been going. We've had a residential. We've been doing organic ministry and kind mm-hmm. of kind yeah. of what I would call more uh, grassroots ministry since 2016. But we've had the residential program going since 2020. And we've been renting a house, a farmhouse. Yeah. And God has provided. We've had roughly mm. 60 people uh, come through the program. Uh, not all those guys have graduated, but God has done incredible work. Yeah. Uh, just in countless things. Uh, and you can go to some of our website and hear some of those testimonies. Uh, refugewinterset.com. But now kind of the new exciting news is we're getting ready to, uh, we've actually purchased a new property Mm. and it's a almost a 5,000 square foot barn dominium. We've got to do some uh, renovating and things like that, but uh, it's going to allow us to have more room and it's going to be our own place uh, where we can kind of customize it and do, yeah. do what we want to do. And so we're, su- and God has been incredible in the fundraising for that over the last couple of months, just blown us away. And, yeah. you know, we've raised 280, $290,000 yep. in just a few months. And it's just incredible. But you need more. That sounds like a lot of money, but you need yeah, we, more to be able to renovate and we do, oh, do yeah, all the we do, things. Yeah, we do yeah. need, we do, we're always, we, we rely on. I don't want to make it like you're. We, well, we're not there. Yeah, no. we, we rely on churches and individuals uh, yeah. to, to help support what we're doing there. But, uh, but God is, he's providing uh, over and over and over again in ways that are beyond our. So refugewinterset.com. Yes. 
it's a website to find out more about what the Lord's doing there. And, and you can go to, on our Facebook page, we have a Refuge okay. a Refuge Facebook page. Too. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Well, I want to thank CJ for being here live in studio. We're not having to do this through Zoom, which is so nice. And I wanted you to hear a little bit of, of how God has changed his life because if God, if God did it for CJ, he can do it for you if you're watching and you're struggling. And, and I think it's also important to realize people need to be saved. We're all about salvation and we want people to be saved, but then we really want people to be discipled mm-hmm. and taught. And so prison fellowship, a prison Bible fellowship, how do you it? Do was, it? Well, yeah, it was prison fellowship. Yep. But, and and yeah. they, they helped ground you in the word. You, mm-hmm. you started meeting with people, the local church got involved. I mean, you were discipled and, and taught. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and still are, and shepherded well, and so I mean, I just think, you know, I think we're missing sometimes that element of we need to be taught, and how to live this out, and and we're recording this on a day where, their um the um the funeral for Lou Priolo is today. He was one of my mentors, and one thing I kept telling CJ was Lou lived it out, and so I'm very thankful for his influence in my life. I could have taken classes from Lou and I took five and I learned a lot in the classes. But when I worked with Lou for a year and then Lou was my, my shepherd, uh, my elder who shepherded me, I got to know him on a personal level. And he, he just was serious about living out his life as a believer. And, um, and I got to watch that. And, and, and then I modeled it later on in my life. Thanks. Thanks to how he lived it out. I, I got to do that. So, I mean, I think that part of your testimony is great because you went back to prison, not discipled well, learning the word, but kind of still doing, it on, your, still doing it on your yeah, own. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And God brought discipline in your life and, and authority and all that, which we're going to talk about in another video, yeah. and, um, and, and did that for you to help you to become more like Christ. Amen. And now you're a man under authority, under submission, who's not perfect, but is doing, you know, lots of good kingdom work. So thank you for what you do and keep up the good work, brother. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Take care and God bless.